Welcome to Fangirl Fridays. I'm Natalie. And I'm Aaron. What's up? Hi, I'm already sweating. My Me coffee. Too. I don't know what's happening. My I'm not like I mean I do sweat. I'm human. But yeah. I'm not a sweater. No, not like me. Yeah. I mean, I'm also wearing a flannel shirt, but that's on me. Um, yeah. We're both wearing uh, like a bold checked print yeah. this morning. Kind of patriotic. Very as well. patriotic. <laughs> Unintentional. Fourth of July. I got sort of dressed in the dark. I don't really know what I'm wearing because uh, my child was still sleeping when I left. It was very weird. Didn't know. So I was like, lucky her. Creeping around. I know. I lucky her. Be right? sleeping. I want to be sleeping with like a white noise machine at all times in like a portable blanket. That's what she sleeps in. It seems great. I mean, I do sleep with white noise. Uh, so. Do you? Yeah. I need something. I just got, ooh, I'm pre-fangirling. Gotta just get into it. I bought one of those Dyson Tower fans. Oh. I have, oh, you fancy. Yeah. Because I'm a sweaty mess at night and our electric bill was out of control. Oh. And yeah, so I needed to be bad. curb it. And I have been told... That it is magic, and it arrives tomorrow. Yeah. So I'll give you a hot update. Hopefully not a hot update next a, week. A cool update? A cool Wow, update. this sounds like a Sears commercial. <laughs> My favorite thing. Um, what else are you fangirling over? Okay, so I'm going to lose you for a minute. Oh. Sport. Okay. But TV sport. So there is a show on HBO called Hard Knocks. Basically what it does is it covers like training camp for one of the football teams every year. And if you don't volunteer, the NFL like makes you do it. So if it's like no one volunteers to do it, then the NFL like picks someone. And there's rules about who can have it and who doesn't. Because some coaches like feel like it's a distraction. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Liev Schreiber does the voiceover. So already right there, it's like kind of cool. This year, it's the Cleveland Browns. So the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland last year did not win a game. 0 oh, and 16. Like, okay. laughing stock. And they've been the laughing stock of the NFL for, like, years. Their name alone. Well. <laughs> like poop. <laughs> True. Um, but and they're one of the original franchises. And so it's like, this is literally the easiest story for HBO to tell because it's literally just buy into one dude and you're like, come on. Like, all you want <laughs> is, like, for them to win a game. Well, so they drafted. They had the number one draft pick because when you're the worst, you, like, get to pick first. Uh-huh. And they've gotten to pick first, like, no joke, like eight years in a row because they're real bad. So they picked this dude called Baker Mayfield. So Baker Mayfield is like, not that, he's like 5'9", five, 5'10", five, he's a quarterback, which is very small for a quarterback. He was like, un, uh, he didn't get a scholarship. He like walked on to one school and then like transferred and walked on to that team. And like to go from walking on to being the number one pick in the NFL draft is like, it's like if you did it. Like basically, it's like Watch out. all of a sudden, you never know. And so he's kind of like, he kind of has this like punk attitude and I was like all prepared to hate him. 100% bought in. He also recently married an Instagram famous person and I was like As kind of all do. about that. Yeah. And it's also kind of fun because Eric's friend is the head doctor for the Browns. So every once in a while I'll be like, oh, there's James. And we'll like freeze it and he's just like in the he's background. Just wrapping like, a wrapping, leg. He's totally wrapping a leg. <laughs> That's exactly what he's doing. And I'm just like... And now, all of a sudden, a weird Browns fan. I'm, like, super rooting for them. Like, I don't know. You just get really invested in this one guy. He's their wide receiver. And he got up in front of all the other wide receivers and, like, called everyone out. And it's like, your bad attitude is contagious. Like, it's fucking contagious. And he, like, got so fired up. And I was like, am I fired up? Like, it was just like, <laughs> thanks, Jarvis Landry. Like, I don't know. It's just been, it's been quite a season. A couple of seasons ago, they did the Rams. And it was... 
the quarterback was like supposed to be really great and he was so boring and so it was total snooze like you never know what you're getting into because mm. every once in a while like some dude had a thousand shoes what yeah some dude thought that like butterflies changed colors like chameleons they don't no. um would be cool though but they do a really good job of just making them other people like you're like oh right you're a superhuman athlete but like you're just a regular dude. And they yeah. like will show their wives and their kids and it's like, I don't know. I love it. Does it show like the downsides? Yeah. Like injuries that ruin your life. Oh yeah. And okay. and That's they get cut. So it's like the training camp starts with like ninety people and they only have fifty four people on a team or I think it's fifty four. And so they you like get really invested in a dude and then it's like, like he's gone. Yeah. And reality you're like, show. No, it really is it is reality. And it's then you're, you know, because you have all these guys who've, like, played football their whole lives, and then all of a sudden one day it's over, and then you get an experience where I bought my car at CarMax from a guy who used to play for the Packers. Because it's just, like, you played for three years, and then that's it. Like, you're not going to be a bajillionaire if you just play for three years, you know what I mean? you got to sell cars at CarMax. It's like dancers, too. I always feel like dancers are professional dancers, and then they become dance teachers, yes. but they don't dance. Correct. They just kind of stand and tell you what to do. Correct. Except for our friend who was legit a professional ballerina and now is becoming a gynecologist. And I was like, whoa. What? What a, a switch. What a switch. But also, like, going to medical school at 30? Like, okay. Wow. Also, she straight Respect. up Could was not do in it. the American, like, academy and was there when they filmed Center Stage. That's all I cared uh, about. Stop. That's How her, did I not know this? That was her first year. She was straight up 15. She was like, yeah, that was the summer they filmed Center She's Stage. And I was like, a cosmic girl. I was like, what? Uh, I need to know I everything. love Center Stage. Me too. That poor Jody girl. She was in a McDonald's commercial last year. It kind of made me sad. Inside joke with my friend and I, that's not an inside joke. We'll just say once in a while, like, Jody Sawyer and start clapping, <laughs> like, at the end of the movie. <laughs> not that funny. Okay. It's like Zoe Saldana. <laughs> I don't even know the girl's name, Jody Sawyer. Um, what are you fangirling over? I'm fangirling over, uh, first of all, the Murphy Brown billboards popping up. What? Just, Where? Just, I haven't uh, seen one. I don't know. My entire drive, <gasps> I see them. Maybe I just haven't been paying just, attention. I don't know if I'll like the show, but I'm just pumped about it in general. Okay. Um, also, Jennifer Lopez. We need to talk about Jennifer Lopez. So, I haven't watched the VMAs in a few years. For some reason, we decided to watch on Monday night. Uh-huh. And... It's on very late. It starts at 9. So late. So we had to skim through. Don't those kids I have to go to school? Because I'm old and don't know the a lot of the artists anymore. Oh, no. Actually, mm-hmm. it's just social media. Like, everyone's an artist. And then they have these categories that are, like, song with a message. And they're all these, like, Stop boring it. white guys. I can't do song it. Song with a message. Um, anyways, Jennifer Lopez was receiving the Michael Jackson Video the Vanguard, Vanguard Award. Award. And As she should. Why did she yes. not do it before? And she... Did a montage, basically, like a performance of all her hits. Her hair was super blonde and, like, past her boobs. She was giving me – that hair was giving me a Beyonce vibe early 2000s. Yeah, but it looked amazing. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And also – so we saw Ja Rule in the crowd earlier earlier in the night, and I – we couldn't figure out why. We were just, like, completely oblivious. Two minutes in, I realized – out loud, I go, oh, my God, is Ja Rule going to be on stage? And I burped and almost threw up. <laughs> and he came out on stage As and they performed. Yeah. LL Cool J did not come out for mm. her duet, but she still did it and it snowed. <gasps> what? Inside? Yeah. Where was it? Like at the shrine? Um, No, it's at... Uh, Staples? No, New York. 
Oh, Radio City Music Hall. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the internet lost its damn mind over A-Rod being, like, the best boyfriend. Just, like, fanboying over I her. I couldn't get over his veneers. Oh, my God. his te- He's so, like, perfect. <laughs> I don't know, like, the two of them together. I'm just like, they're, they're a power couple. I don't understand why they didn't get together years ago. It's like, this couple makes so much sense to me. Not her and Mark Anthony? No, he's too, like, I'm making a skeletal... I don't know what I'm doing with my body. I don't know. I just felt like he was always kind of like, like, yeah, little. I don't know. But she, so you're saying JLo deserves a strong man. Absolutely. Okay. Because she's a strong lady. I realize that I know the woman who like reps JLo or like does all of her sort of social or, you know, is sort of like her manager. And someone was posting about it on Facebook, and she was like, every day when I don't want to go to the gym, I say to myself, J-Lo has already gone, and it's motivation. And I was like, yes. Man. Yes. That's does, the mantra I she need. She does a lot of Tracy Anderson. Girl's almost 50. Yeah. Like, damn. Looks, Just a heads up, none of us will look that good at 50. None of us will look that good now. Now. <laughs> but honestly, money. Oh, fun fact. Look at those fly girl photos. A couple, money. A couple nights prior revisiting j-lo music videos mm. we were watching love don't cost a thing yeah and there's a dance break in is it. that the ben affleck one no no that's um that's jenny yeah. from the block mm-hmm. uh there's a dance break in this video and there's a lot of upper body pop and lock movements okay and i said this seems like a darren's dance grooves type of choreography i looked it up boom i'm right <laughs> and they did it at the performance stop it yes Darren's dance grooves. I can see the video. And, like, she really rocked that, like, bandana, like, thick bandana across the forehead look yeah. for a while. Bedazzled? Who knew? Not many people can do that. No. J-Lo can do so many things that most people can't. She really pioneered a highlighter. Like, the woman is a freaking genius. Margie, <laughs> friend, of the, friend of the podcast, Margie, worked on a show with Leah Remini. And Leah Remini and J-Lo are, like, good friends. Right. They're going to be in a movie together. Yo, what? We'll be seeing it. <laughs> and Margie said that it's, like, you could literally, like, feel J-Lo's, like, essence before she entered a room. Like, it was, like, looking into the sun. Like, she would be on the other side of set. And it's, like, she just radiates, glows. Amazing. That's why her fragrance is called Glow. I mean. Right? Well named. Is that – does her – does her clothing line still exist? Uh, I don't think so. Was it just J-Lo? Where was that even sold? I don't remember. Like a Macy's? That sounds right. Yeah. I don't know. Don't think so? A lot of those lines, I'm like, hmm, what happened? Not that she needs the money. No. I forget that those, like, those babies are old. Like her kids, her twins are like... Seven? Eight? I was going to say ten. Maybe not. I don't know. They didn't look that old. Well, I mean, they're not like babies anymore. It's crazy. It's like uh, Mariah Carey's babies. Dumb babies are old, too. Yeah, they're like teens, but they're not. But they're not. Well, I'm glad that you're fangirling over J-Lo. She yeah, deserves it. She deserves it every week, honestly. <laughs> honestly, she does. But so much so much money makes you look so good. I'm appreciative of that. Um, I felt like I had another... Oh, I uh, fangirled to myself and, like, no one cared at work. I saw one of my favorite characters from Game of Thrones just, like, on the street in Los Angeles. She plays Khaleesi's number two. Actually, her name is Natalie, but she has an H in there. Yeah. Natalie. I've also seen her. I've you seen have? her at Arclight. Missing Day? Yeah. She, uh, she's, like, lives in our hood, I think, because I know people have seen her, like, at our, the sushi place that Isn't we go to. Isn't that weird to see someone you love so much that's in a show that takes place in, like, a specific time period? Completely. It's like they've time traveled and yeah. you don't trust it. Like, she's just, like, wearing normal shoes and, like, a T-shirt. Like, she's not yeah. wearing some, Something's wrong. some, like, leather 
bound. I don't know what, what she wears. I don't know what those fabrics are in Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I got really excited about it. And no one at work seemed excited about it. And I was like, guys, what? You're lying to yourselves. Yeah, they're yeah. lying. And then I found the perfect gift. Gift. Gift to show it off. Mm. Um, that's it, I think. I feel like I had a couple other yeah. randos, but I still haven't decided on what my gateway show is going to be. Fall TV's coming back. I'm already overwhelmed with the number you know of shows that are coming out. You know what I want to fangirl over but haven't gotten it yet? What? Disenchantment. I'm three episodes in. It's just like, uh, I keep zoning out. <gasps> like, I can't get into it. But I, obviously, I'm a huge fan of The Simpsons, say- but I never really, like, loved Futurama Oh, either. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's more on a Futurama It looks more level. Futurama. Um, and also the story is continuous. It's not every episode is different. Mm. So you kind of have to follow it. So I just, don't know. It's just not How many episodes is me. it? I don't know. Ten? Oh. I haven't. I'm, I just go. <laughs> you just go. I'm like, next one. Um, finally, a hot, <laughs> hot cast hotline. Uh, Glow got renewed for season three. And, like, when that happened, I was so shocked that it hadn't already been. I was like, yeah. what? Like, this was one of the most critically acclaimed shows of the year. And the first season got a ton of Emmy noms. Like, how have we Even not... though the second season is what really deserves the Emmy noms? Yeah. But, like, what? How? Netflix, what are you doing? Just sitting on that. Yeah. And yesterday, I was just thinking about how I wish Disenchantment were glow. Like, I want to <laughs> love it that much. Yeah. And I don't. And so now I'm just excited that we're going to get to see Glow in Vegas because that's what's going to happen. And I'm really pumped about it. Well, I mean, if you're already following Flow, the future ladies of wrestling, you might have already gone to a fighting <laughs> match. <laughs> okay. That feels like a story for another time. Um, all right. Shall we get into our shows? Whew. We're going to jump into the future. I was thinking a lot about this. Well, still the past. Still the past, but from where we were. There are definitely shows in the 70s and 80s that were similar. Oh, so many. But I don't feel that, like, either we're well-versed enough or that they, like, stood out enough right away for us to be like, oh, yes, we're absolutely going to do those. Or there were, those. like, instead of one and one matchup, it's about five shows that were the same thing. Completely. <laughs> um, so what we're going to do, we're going to jump into the 90s. Fan-submitted suggestion. Yes. So first of all... We're going to talk about these two shows because, I, one, I feel like if we hadn't talked about them, people would have been like, you're dumb. But we're, we, you, are not so confident that they're the same show. And I, I'm tending to yeah, agree I'm with you. I'm kind of glad we're talking about it, actually. Okay. So the first two shows that we're going to do are My Love, Saved by the Bell, versus California Dreams. Hmm. So I feel like they're different shows. <laughs> That's just I'm just going to say it. Say. So this came as a request from our friend Don. Um, let's start with Saved by the Bell. Okay. Because it's your fave. It's my fave. That theme song. Iconic. Yeah, it's great. You don't sound so so thrilled with it. Because in this case, it's California Dreams has a one-up on Saved they have, by the Bell. I mean, they have a freaking, the theme song. They have a jam. Yeah. It's, a, it's an actual song. But, okay. So Saved by the Bell comes... There's, like, a long process to get Save by the Bell to where it actually was. So Brandon Tartikoff, who was the president of NBC, who, if you're a fan of Save by the Bell, you remember actually makes an appearance on the show at some point (laughs) with Johnny Dakota. Um, Brandon Tartikoff had a sixth-grade teacher named Miss Bliss, who he was completely inspired by. And he always wanted to do a show that was sort of, like, around a teacher and that she was I mean, the inspiration. it's a great character name. It's a great character name. So he sort of piloted this show called Good Morning, Miss Bliss, and it was, like, sixth graders. There's the whole thing. They shoot the pilot. 
it's not working for them. So he cuts a deal with Disney Channel to sort of make this show Good Morning, Miss Bliss. It gets sort of retooled. That's where we get, like, Zach, Lisa, Screech. But then, like, you have Nikki and Miss Bliss is, like, Haley Mills. Like, whatever. It's on for, like, 10 episodes or 11 episodes on the Disney Channel. Doesn't do great. Brandon Tartikoff, again, is like, I don't know. There's still something here. Mm-hmm. Let's bring it back to NBC and let's retool it. That's then how it becomes... Saved by the Bell. So the guy who, like, does all of this work for Brandon Tartikoff, his name is Sam Bobrick. And so he creates Good Morning, Miss Bliss. He got his start on Captain Kangaroo, which I loved. But he also wrote for The Andy Griffith Show, Bewitched, The Flintstones, Get Smart, The Craft Music Hall, and The Smothers Brothers Comedy So everything. So everything, basically, which I just kind of love. So now we get back to NBC, and this is where we have... Our cast of Zach, Kelly, Slater, Lisa, Jesse, Screech, and Mr. Belding. So originally Mr. Belding was supposed to be like way older and then they kind of like retooled it and gave them. I mean, it's not that he was young or hip. Well, but I think he was supposed to be like 60. Okay. And Mr. Belding I think was like, I mean, it's weird because he probably was like 40, but he seemed so old when you're a kid watching it. So you're going to love this. The role of Kelly when they were casting it, so they cast Zach, like, first, and he was on Good Morning with Bliss, and they were just, like, completely sort of smitten with Mark Paul Gosler. So the role of Kelly comes down to Tiffany Amber Thiessen, Elizabeth Berkley, and Jenny Garth. Could you imagine? No. No. Cannot imagine. Like, Jenny Garth was made for 90210 level of drama. Absolutely. And she has that, like, rich girl bitch look that, like, is just... Perfect. Mm-hmm. So they were trying to decide between Tiffany Amber Thies and Elizabeth Berkeley, both who had like auditioned for Good Morning Miss Bliss, actually. And Elizabeth Berkeley was like a super strong actress in the sort of like realm of the show. So they basically created Jesse for her because they didn't want to like lose her from the cast. Um, what else do I know? <laughs> you probably know a lot. Uh, I know a lot. I have a lot of facts. Um, oh, the other thing is like super weird if you're a fan of the show. Um, they weirdly, they were not expecting, they got an 11-order episode pickup after they shot the graduation episode. So then that's where you get, like, the Tory episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you remember, I don't remember what the episode was. Maybe it was commercials. When I mentioned, I thought Tori was in a double mint commercial. Yes. So she's a triplet, <gasps> not a twin. And I was looking this up. It's spooky. They're all super pretty like they're just rocking that 90s look. Why didn't they have a show? Unclear. But so I'm Tori, so the her name is Leanna, but there's three like Creel sisters. Their last name is Creel and they're all like I think identical triplets and it's too much. Have you seen that documentary I really want to see it where like these triplet guys <gasps> No, but I read find about each it. other. No, but they don't tell me what happens. No, wait, but they got separated at birth. Yes, those ones. No, I haven't, but I read okay. about it, and I'm like, is I it really on Netflix? See it. Can we find it? It was in theaters like two months ago, so okay. I'm not sure. No, I read about. I like in the paper. I saw something, and I was like, it what looks so good? Do I need this? So that's basically the premise. Um, oh, the other thing is that Peter Engel, the producer, misread Dustin Diamond's headshot, and he but he cast him and Did actually think it said Screech. No, he but. Mark Paul Gasler was really instrumental in having him be Screech because he's like, this guy is Screech. Yeah. But he ends up being like four years younger than the rest of the cast. And it can, it shows. And I think it shows later in like how he was kind of ostracized and mm-hmm. like Dustin Diamond's a creep. But um, 
So yeah, that's that's sort of the premise. Oh, the, this is what I loved too. Um, the description on IMDb is like, primarily focusing on lighthearted comedic situations, it occasionally touches on serious social issues such as drug use, driving under the influence, homelessness, remarriage, love that, death, women's rights, and environmental issues. Saved by the bell. Yeah. It really did. California Dreams also touched on stuff like that, which I have no memory of. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where was the message? I don't know. So... Finally, Save by the Bell, 1989 to 1993. Good Morning, Miss Bliss is 88 to 89. What's college years? 93, 94. Okay. Only one season. Gotcha. All right. What you got on California Dreams? California Dreams, top 10 theme songs. Did we put this on our 90s list? I don't think I so. I think we uh, excluded it. Because it's made like it an actual sit- song. We made it like Sit-sit- evening sitcoms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. dudes with attitudes. Kind of groovy. Laid back moves. Sky above, sand below Good vibrations Feeling mellow Should be in there With attitude It's the best <laughs> Like, it's You can get a two and a half minute version Oh yeah, we I, all need I listened to the whole thing Yeah, it's a jam So this show, also a teen sitcom mm-hmm. NBC This was from September 1992 To December 1996 so the series centers around a friends, a group of teenagers who form a rock band called California Dreams um, that was originally intended to be a family sitcom. At first I thought this was supposed to be like a Partridge Family situation, oh. but it's not. Oh, okay. So it centers around the Garrison family, but it's the siblings yes. that are in the first season. Yes. Um, like they have the band and it's like all about the family and dealing with it. I, I kind of forgot that they were siblings. Which is kind of 90210 because they come from Iowa to South- Southern California yes. and start this band. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's Matt who was there, who's this son in this Garrison family mm-hmm. and is there until like 1994. Um, he actually left because <laughs> – what I love this. He left – for, like, creative differences on how the character should be portrayed. What? It's California Dreams. It's a Saturday morning, basically cartoon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> taking it way too seriously. Way too seriously. Um, then there was Heidi, the sister. She's only in the first season. And what? she's replaced by Jenny, oh, the yeah. lovely Asian girl mm-hmm. who becomes the lead singer. Yes. And then there's Sly, Michael Cade. My the favorite. The cool manager, my favorite. My favorite. My Facebook friend. Um, <laughs> Jake, who's the lead guitar slash bad boy. Mm-hmm. Um, Anton, the drummer. And then you get Tiffany, the blonde girl on the bass guitar. Mm-hmm. And Kelly together, Packard, who was also in Baywatch. Yes, also on Baywatch. <laughs> together, they are California Dreams. And every episode is really just... Maybe they're dealing with an issue, but they have an event or a party to play, which is always the same set. Yes. Mm-hmm. Always the same restaurant, maybe, but they just kind of transform it a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have that same, like, Saved by the Bell school drama. No. I don't think. Um, There's not, like, a football game to go to or, like, no. a, you know, like a wrestling because match to win. Because the core was the band. Yeah, and there's no, like, the notion of valley, like, your competition. You know what I mean? Like, yes. there was nothing, none of that. So California Dreams was not well-received critically. Weird. Wow, surprising. Um, they gave – someone at Entertainment Weekly gave it a grade F and stated that well, California Dreams can be accused of a lot of things, but originality isn't one of them and added that California Dreams producer may have good intentions, but it's hard to imagine what they were. Whoa. And someone else called it like um, a worse like Saved by the Bell, like clone, which is crazy because – okay, let's just get into similarities. Okay. Like both – 
produced by the same guy. Peter Engel. Both mm-hmm. look the same. Yes. But they're not, it's not the same story. It's not. No. I mean, you do have Zack Attack, so you have a band. Yeah, but that was much later. Much later, but those episodes are great. There's only like two Zack Attack episodes, maybe even one. Um, what I thought was interesting is that they both did really well with like younger teens in that kind of like 9 to 14 range because it was very aspirational about like what high school should like be or could be. Like you could be this be. cool teen. Yeah. And it's like that's the thing. It's like everyone's popular. Even Screech, like he's like well received. Um, and they were both Saturday morning shows. Yeah. Really, there'd be no Cal- – here's the thing. We can get into differences, but yeah. there would be no California Dreams without Save Oh, no. I mean, that's just – that makes sense. Yes. But they're not the same. Okay, so let's talk about their differences. I felt like California Dreams uh, – they weren't college kids, but it felt older to me. So I thought a lot about this <laughs> – that a lot about this one bullet point that you have on our on our outline. I think it's because Saved by the Bell, they grow up. You watch on, them we grow watch up. them grow up because they were littler. I just think it's because everyone in California Dreams was just tall. <laughs> so and I was a young child. I mean, do you remember watching this like live? Like there's no way. You must have been like a baby. No, I probably watched syndication or like tail end. Even with Saved by the Bell, my love for Saved by the Bell is just like continued from reruns like I do remember watching the end of it sort of live on Saturday mm-hmm. mornings and then I've seen all the Miss Bliss ones like all of that stuff because they throw them on on TBS but like I don't fully remember watching it in like 1990 when I was eight years old you know what I mean yeah um also like you don't have that notion of kind of a Mr. Belding character no like there's no do we see their parents much in California Dreams yeah after they retool it they get rid of the Garrison family. I think someone goes to Italy and, like, the dad just kind of makes a low-key exit. Like, nobody <laughs> nobody Bye. wants them. Yeah. Nobody wants them. And it makes them. sense. Like, you already have so many people in this band. There's totally. so much to focus on. Totally. You don't need a family in there. Um, by the way, I watched the full opening of California Dreams. The song and then what's happening in the background are, like, totally misaligned like yeah. the song is kind of like a slow jam and then they're like like hamming it up in venice beach and yes I'm like, what what's going on like i love very, the editing job in yeah, that video it's a very joey lawrence music video yes. happening in the background on top of california dreams and i was like i don't what this is manic now jimmy fallon wanted to do that saved by the bell reunion so badly mm-hmm. but someone was holding out mm-hmm. Lisa. yeah and so he just got california dreams instead yeah. which Made my life. Yes. And then he later did the Save by the Bell without Lisa. Yes. But so they that's a similarity, I guess. They've both been on Jimmy Fallon. They've both been on Jimmy Fallon. I just I agree. Like as I was watching them, like they do feel very different, but they are kind of all part of the same genre that then includes like hang time. Yeah, I would say all that stuff. If you told me that they were like two towns over, they were in the same world. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But similar shows. If they were in the same world. I like that. Real quick timeout. So we both follow I, – I think you follow – well, I know Fangirl Friday says uh, – the Save by the Max pop-up that we went to. Yeah, which we're going to again. Yeah, because we're cool. Um, they – was just National Save by the Bell Day, which was on Monday. And they, like, reunited as many people from the cast as they could. Lark Worries was there. I'm worried. Like, is she okay? I don't know. I'm concerned. I also think we follow her. We do. And – She's very blonde, which is fine. But she was like, she went with like a YouTube star as like her guest. 
I don't know. There was a lot of sort of confusing behavior. Yeah. And I was unsure and I felt sad for her and, and I didn't like it. most of the cast has gone yes. to the restaurant at some point, but uh-huh. none of them came back for that, for that but yeah. her and like lower level yes. characters. Uh-huh. Liked that like Moose was there though. I was into that. Um, also Zach's mom. But I just, I feel like we need a Lark Voris watch. I'm a little concerned. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Okay. Time in. Time in. <laughs> nice. Good one. Good one. Uh, okay. Should we move on to our next two shows? Right. No final statements? Oh. I mean, my love for Save by the Bell is undying. Like, I'm sure if I watched the whole thing right now, I'd be like, this is the most ridiculous show I've ever seen. But it's one of those things that it's just, like, imprinted on my heart. And I love it. Yeah. I unabashedly love it. It's in my top six on uh, TV time. It's like Game of Thrones, Save by the Bell. Parks and Rec. Very weird mix of television shows, but whatever. You like it. I love it. I will say the California Dreams, I could listen to that song repeatedly. Yeah. For me, I don't feel like either of these shows, like, changed my life, but I have more childhood memories watching California Dreams than Saved by the Bell. And I wonder if because it's, like, slightly longer, you know what I mean? Like, it creeps into that mid-90s where Saved by the Bell is really Yeah, but Saved by the Bell has been... On television for 20-some years. It might still be on TV. Yeah. I I mean, it's, you know, but you also, you loved music. You probably got really into that band And I know I loved that Ginny character because I was very into Trini at the time. Yes. So, you know. (laughs) You just had a love for, like, cute Asian girls. I really did. I mean, that's a child. Yeah. (laughs) And still. I mean, still. She does a lot of voice work, I know, which is kind of cool. All right. Next two. The main event. Are You Afraid of the Dark versus Goosebumps? Okay. Are You Afraid of the Dark? The theme still kind of creeps me out. What's yeah. the deal with like a like a spooky child laugh that really just hammers home yeah. the freak factor? I was actually revisiting my favorite episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I was getting scared. I was straight <laughs> I was up into this. recounting everything. I was like, nope. No, I don't like this. <laughs> no. We watched two episodes of these shows, and I was, like, real into the Are You, the F- are you Afraid of the Dark one. Yeah. It went I, very quickly. Um, a bunch of them are on YouTube, mm-hmm. guys, so look Check it up. It um, so, essentially, you know, this was this was interesting because it was, like, a co-pro before there was even, like, a co-production type of situation. This is a Canadian show, um, but it got sort of syndicated or, like, relaunched on mm-hmm. Nickelodeon, SNCC, which... If we're going to talk about anything that changed my life, it's Snick. probably Snick in general. Snick immediately into Nick at Night yeah. is just the definition of my childhood. Also, my Saturday nights because I babysat. But – and I would literally, like, put the kids to bed as early as possible. Snick is like, on. I need I to, to watch, watch Shelby Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Mack is coming on. Um, so uh, this started in Canada in 1990 um, and, like – it aired through 2000. There were sort of like some reiterations. Came to Nickelodeon in 1992, aired until 96, and then they sort of like relaunched it. Essentially, you know, you had a group of kids, and they were part of the Midnight Society, and they would tell stories, you know, from week to week. It was the same sort of group of kids. What I realized when I was doing this research is that there were a bunch of kids, and apparently (laughs) all of their stories were sort of, like, true to their character, or they, like, had 
patterns. Oh. I could not patterns. name one of these kids' names. No. Like, did not care about the I know the what kids. they look like. If yeah. You, if Joanna I, Garcia if was if in I it. That's all I care about. If I could draw portraits well, yes. I could draw them all right oh, now. Oh, yeah, I could draw the kid with the glasses for mm-hmm. sure. Like, I do not know any of their names. I did not care about any of their backstories. I do remember that two of the kids, like, had crushes on each other, and you were like, make out. Yeah. Like, you are seemingly you're old enough. You're in the woods. Yeah, at night. And you're seemingly old enough Where to make out. Where are your parents, though? And is it midnight? It's like, the 90s. I know. But so every story was, you know, submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society, and that was a direct homage to the Twilight Zone because um, every Twilight Zone episode would be end with, like, submitted for your mm-hmm. approval. And uh, that's about it. They were all sort of, like, original stories, but they a lot of them were taken kind of, like, from public domain or, like, urban legends um, or, you know, book adaptations or things like that. Um, but it was it was great. Yeah. What goosebumps do you have? Similar. Oh wait, stop! What? Really quick, I forgot my one most like important fact. What? On November thirteenth, twenty seventeen, it was announced that a film adaptation of the series is coming out, oh. and it's going to be written by the guy who wrote it. Here's the thing: coming about out that. in Halloween, two thousand nineteen. Here's the thing about it, though. I, my friend Michael, and I came up with that idea in twenty sixteen. Oh yeah. Did not do anything about it. <laughs> This is why I need to sell my ideas. Here we are. So. Right. I failed. Okay, goosebumps. So did you read the R.L. Stein books? So some of them. Yes. Here's the thing. I am Target Demo, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Maybe a little old. Goosebumps. You're probably Target Fear Street, which was always a little too old for me, but I'm obsessed with the covers. I've never read one of them. Isn't R.L. Stein too? He's just like some sort of like middle-aged Jewish man. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, so Goosebumps is a series of novels that became a television series. Uh, fun fact, though, R.L. Stein says the name for the book series uh, came to him after he saw a TV station's ad and TV guide that stated it's Goosebumps Week on Channel 11. Love that. So it came from television. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so every story, much like Are You Afraid of the Dark, is different, tells a different scary tale Mm -hmm. but i think it has an element of cheese over it whereas are you afraid the dark was a little more serious Mm -hmm. um so 62 books were published but i don't think they did a goosebumps episode for every one of them i don't think so also that's so prolific 67 books in like five years arl stein just pumping shit out yeah Amazing. I, as a kid, I was very into Goosebumps, but I was also scared of everything. So I don't know what about Goosebumps made it okay to like scary things. Maybe that cheese factor. Um, but I had definitely had Goosebumps tennis shoes in the second grade. I'm wearing them in my class photo. Amazing. Um, they had say cheese and dye images on the sides. <gasps> what? I tried to Google them. I can't find them anywhere. Huh. Um, but I feel like Say Cheese and Die is one of the most memorable episodes, probably the ones with the dummy, too, Slappy, mm. the ventriloquist dummy. And then there's one, like, Stay Out of the Basement, where there's, like, creepy plants going on. It just didn't have – I mean, I don't want to just go ahead and say which one I like more. But it didn't have any, like, I don't know, reason to come back like Are You Free of the Dark? Mm. There's no characters to get to know because everything is different. You don't have that bookend yeah. of like, hey, we're going to go sit by the fire and tell these stories. Yeah. This is just, here's a story, end. Here's a story, end. Yeah. Here's a story, it's like a end. mini movie. Yeah. 
So, all right, let's talk about their similarities. First of all, should we talk about the two specific episodes that we watched that are the same episode? Uh, so I made you, even though you watched the wrong one. Well, you sent me Maybe my fault. But, <laughs> but I watched it. The Case of the Curious Camera, Are You Afraid of the Dark, and Say Cheese and Die on Goosebumps, which we've technically talked about before, like two years ago. Mm-hmm. But I will talk about it as much as I can because it's crazy. <laughs> so basically... The Case of the Curious Camera. First of all, I got very distracted because it's Eddie K. Thomas. Yes. Like, it's Shipwreck from American Pie, like, right out the gate. And I was just like, wait, what? It was his first role. Oh, ever? Like, yes, very. I, like, went through his IMDb, and I was like, whoa, this was the first thing. So this kid who's constantly bullied, his name is Matt, gains incredible power when he discovers a magic camera. He doesn't really discover it necessarily. He's, like, tricked into taking it by this school photographer it's a huge camera it's a huge camera it's kind of like an uh, original polaroid and anything it takes a photo of sort of predicts the future but bad things happen to that thing person item and then a gremlin shows up which i always have remembered the gremlin the gremlin in the corner of the screen yeah no thank you no thank you um okay you talk about say cheese so say cheese and die starring Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Baby Ryan Gosling. Mm -hmm. So Greg and his friends break into an old warehouse where they find, like, a weird futuristic camera. And they take it. The photographs are cursed. And they predict, like, dangerous situations. Just like Are You Afraid of the Dark? Basically exactly the same. Um, Both of of these episodes have, like, mean redheads. (laughs) Yes. They're so mean. They both have mean redheads. Uh, Both of these shows are Canadian productions. Yes. Uh, so both have Canadian actors. Mm-hmm. Same premise, same actor, which is crazy. That so camera the, gu- man the guy guy? who basically supplies the camera and Are You Afraid of the Dark and the guy who's kind of like within the camera and Goosebumps, same actor, Richard McMillan. He's a creep. Why, you think? Oh, because both episodes have the same director, <laughs> Ron Oliver. What are you thinking? We're Come not on, stupid. Ron. But – I think they thought kids were dumb. Yeah, we were dumb. Kids were dumb. We didn't know. Also, though, the guy, Richard McMillan, he creeped me out when I was watching it last night. I was like, "Mm -hmm." But I don't know which came first, technically. I don't even know if the story is like an old urban legend or anything. Mm -hmm. But the Goosebumps book came out in 1992. Are You Afraid the Dark did this episode in 1994. And then Goosebumps did their book episode in 1996. So then when do they do Say Cheese and Die again? I don't know. 97? So what was Goosebumps on? Like what Fox, chance on Fox? Okay. So again, like my recollection is so much stronger of Are You Afraid of the Dark than mm-hmm. Goosebumps. Um, but if you didn't have cable. Oh, yeah. And I was a cable You're going to love Goosebumps. Uh, for sure. Absolutely. Which of these two episodes did you like better? I think I liked Case of the Curious Camera. I just I I made a whole list of Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes that I remember or that have scared me in some way that mm-hmm. I loved. And for Goosebumps, I couldn't do that for any of them. Really? Yeah. Do, but do you remember watching it? Yeah, of course I did. But you just were like, meh. I think, yeah, just didn't. It's not the same. So when I watched Say Cheese and Die again, so <laughs> the – Ryan Gosling is not in it. He's replaced by this other kid who is a distractingly bad actor. And so the whole time I was like, what is happening? Um, But what happens to him is that he gets really fat and he's sort of like Violet Beauregard's. Like he like becomes like a blue – he's not blue, but it's just like a really round fat kid. And then his friend like gets the one who disappears in the case of – or whatever, in the Say Cheese and Die. She gets like super thin and it's just – 
nonsense. It's like 25 minutes of nonsense. Yeah. And I was like, what? Goosebumps is definitely more camp. Yeah. A uh, lot of camp. Are You Afraid of the Dark takes it seriously. They're like, you're going to be scared later tonight when well, you go to bed. I'm fairly confident that Are You Afraid of the Dark was on at like 830. Mm-hmm. And so it's approaching that time where like either you should be in bed as a kid or like you're going to have nightmares. Did you feel like you were ever too young or shouldn't be watching it? That's a good question. Uh, I think because I was babysitting, probably no, but I was always alone when I was watching it. And I was like in a house, you know, the children were sleeping. And so that sort of like amped up the scare factor. And you know, when you're babysitting, you're like waiting for the parents to come home. You're fighting sleep because you like weirdly feel bad if you fall asleep on the couch. So I was always a little bit like, like what's going on? And then I would just be remembering what was happening and I'd wake up and Dick Van Dyke. I only really remember watching it during the day. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, But vampires were very big. We've also talked about this before. Um, But I remember being really scared of one with vampire neighbors. Oh. And they like... At one point, the vampire is hovering over a bed, like not ne- not over, but next to. So she, the girl is like lying in bed, not knowing anything is next to her because oh this God. vampire is just like lying down, hovering. Terrifying. Over the floor. That's terrifying. Um, but I remember specifically, it's the tale of the night shift or the night nurse or something. Okay. Um, it started and a bunch of blood bags were missing and my dad just turned it off. He was like, no, nope. you're going to be so scared of this. <laughs> he was right. He was right. It was vampire related. Have you ever seen it? Uh, yeah. I okay. <laughs> were you scared? I mean, I've seen it as an adult. Yeah. So no. But maybe yes. So, I mean, I think we're both saying that Are You Afraid of the Dark was a much better show. I think hands show. down. Hands down. And the, the concepts are similar, but still I feel like the shows are different. Yeah, and I do feel like Are You Afraid of the Dark was really intended to scare you. Like, it was really intended to kind of, like, mess with you a little bit. Yeah. Goosebumps was, like, a little funny sometimes, whereas, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark was never funny, ever. No. I was never like, I mean, it's funny now. Oh, it's funny now. There's this one. Oh, I have a list of what, what is it called? There's something. Oh, The Tale of the Captured Souls, and there's a hillbilly with, like, insane hair, and he's, like, he steals youth from people looking in the mirrors. <gasps> I remember that one. But he is a terrible actor. He has huge ears. It's hilarious. Go watch it. <laughs> so many Canadian, like, soon-to-be stars in these shows, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, Rachel Blanchard. Cher, too. Cher, too. <laughs> Hayden Christensen. Uh, Hayden Christensen. But, yeah, I mean, even that Eddie K. Thomas, he's not, uh, he's not Canadian. But people popping up all over the place. Joanna Garcia, who we've talked about, that I love. Weirdly. Don't know why. Um, but, yeah. I I just appreciated the production value of Are You Afraid of the Dark more so than Goosebumps. Why hasn't Are You Afraid of the Dark been rebooted? Weird. That's a show I think would do well. Hmm. I wonder if it's because, like, kids can see scarier stuff online. I don't know. Like, maybe? <laughs> the dark web. Ugh. Yeah, it's all just about the dark web. <laughs> it's like Black Mirror for kids. <laughs> that's, do we that's pitch That's a good that? idea. Yeah. <sighs> Damn it. We're revealing everything. I need, I need to stop pitching my ideas on air for people to steal. Um, yeah, I just – I loved that, like, specific children's programming, right? And I feel yeah. like Disney Channel and Nickelodeon has kind of changed the style or the aesthetic. They or act like, like kids aren't smart now. Like, in the 90s, you'd have this and you'd have, like, those – like, Nick News and – Oh, yeah, like I love Nick News. stuff. Yeah. And it, now yeah. they just think kids are loud. Kids are loud. Those and actors like, are screaming. Screaming. But they're also so pretty. 
Like they're yeah, too pretty. They're like very polished. And it's like when you go back and look at some of these actors, everyone was like very real. Like if you look at Salute Your Shorts or like yeah. any of that stuff, Pete it's like, Pete. oh my gosh, so real, little gritty. And it's honestly, it's because the production value is so low because they didn't have money. Um, they were like making these, you know, shows like really cheap. Even Are You Afraid of the Dark? Super cheap, like when yeah. you look at it. Um, but it looked great and it felt much more authentic. Here's my here's my point. Okay. I feel like the shows today are too um inauthentic and sort of I do feel like they do a better job of maybe like touching on real issues. Like if you watch Saved by the Bell, there are some things that happen, but it's too perfect. You know oh, what I mean? Yes. Like everyone's kind of like getting along and the the fights are not, you know, over like and real no one's things. Like getting addicted to caffeine pills. They're doing some stuff. Yeah. Some serious stuff. Of course. I mean the greatest episode in Save by the Bell history. But um it they still like looked real. Like you could relate to those people because you're like, yeah, there's like People that yeah. look like this. Like, Tiffany Amber Thiessen just has great genes, but she great still looks genes. like a human. She looks like a human. She was very, like, girl next door. And these kids on the Disney Channel now, I'm like, what? Like, you, again, look better than I do now, and you're 12. Like, what is that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, where was your awkward stage? Like, where's your, like, little bit of chubby, like, baby fat? You know what I mean? And it's just mm-hmm. like, that doesn't exist. They're, like, too polished. That's it. Oh, what a Kid, bummer. Kids these days. <laughs> that's the overall sentiment. Uh, that's it. Is that it? I think us? that's it. I Now I'm just, I want to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark. I want nude episodes of Are You Afraid of yes, the Dark. Mm-hmm. Wait for uh, that movie. I don't, I don't know if the movie's going to deliver, but Glasses Guy is going to be in it. For sure. And, like, are we going to focus more on, like, an individual story or the actual characters? Like, what are we going to do? I wonder do? if they're – I will say I genuinely loved the Goosebumps movie that mm-hmm. came out mm-hmm. a Jack couple Black? years ago. Yeah, and the second one is going to come out this Halloween. Interesting. Uh, and I'm very excited. So if it's anything like that, I think it could be You're successful. But what Goosebumps did is it pulled a lot of its classic characters. Yeah. And they, like – come alive because of a book or something. Right. It's not creating new stories. Interesting. So I wonder if Are You Free the Dark is going to pull anything from their episodes or if they're going to make it a completely new thing. I mean, I'm sure that they'll learn the lessons, like, from Goosebumps, right? Like, yeah. you would think that there'd be some sort of, like, oh, this seemed to work for In them. In my mind, they're having some weird class reunion. Oh. And they meet... <gasps> One to more tell time. a story, mm-hmm. or and maybe like kids, the, like <gasps> haunted it, mansion. The ghosts follow you home. Like, totally, they start having problems. Well, what if it's like their kids too? Like they like reboot it or something. I don't hate that, yeah. but that will ruin it in a way that like Nickelodeon and Disney do things. Okay. Like I think they'll just make them pretty. Yeah, fair, fair. Then maybe they'd be like too young because it's not like that old of a show. Yeah. Okay. I, I just think it'd be interesting if something actually happened to the people that have shared the stories for years. Oh, yeah. Because you don't... Ooh, it's like a final destination. you said, we didn't even realize they had reoccurring themes. Totally. We had no idea. No idea. Like, tell me more. Tell me more. All right, guys. What do you think? Do you think these shows are the same? Do you remember watching them? Do you remember thinking they were different? Or were you like, I didn't care? Which episode scared you the most? Oh, please tell me. That's what I want to know. Please tell me. Um, Send us an email at hellofangirls at gmail.com or find us on social. Tell us all the things. Oh, someone on Facebook. Um, I'm blanking on her name. Can you help me? Oh, I want to say Amy. Is it Amy? Is it about Sylvia? Yes. Yeah. Someone 
has recently started binging our podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Love. And they had a family member go on Montel to speak with psychic Sylvia Brown. I'm like, I need footage immediately. Yeah. It's made my week. This is the best news. (laughs) Please, like, send us a YouTube link. I want to know So if you have any stories like that, always share. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Yes, Amy. Yes, I validated. Thank you so much. Bless you. Bless. Also still 20% off in the Threadless store. Oh, yeah. I did request that Natalie make me some merch that says Fancy Trash. So So if you want that, it might be coming soon. (laughs) It might be coming soon. So until next Friday, guys. Bye. Bye.